I'm Laura, by the way, and this is the Get Yourself Back podcast, episode number three, self-love. Welcome to the Get Yourself Back podcast with your host, Laura, by the way. Laura is a life coach on a mission to help women who have spent years putting aside their own needs for the sake of others. Join us as we navigate coming home to yourself and creating the life that was truly meant for you. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. It's your host, Laura, and today I have a very special episode for you about self-love. This is kind of a tricky concept, especially for those of us who struggle with people-pleasing or loving ourselves or with relationships and things like that. There's a lot of hurt and guilt and shame that we feel about ourselves on a consistent basis. This concept is a little bit tricky, but today you're going to hear this podcast and you're going to walk away from it really understanding what it is what true self-love is, why we don't have it, and how to build it. So let's start right out the gate here. What is self-love? Self-love is, it's having the same feeling of care, concern, acceptance, peace, positive regard, forgiveness, compassion for yourself that you would have for anybody else that you actually love. It is unconditional. It is understanding that you are of infinite value simply because you exist. Self-love is a feeling, okay? It's, It's actually a feeling that we feel inside of our bodies that compels us to take certain actions that can only come from love. All right, so why is having love for yourself so important? As I mentioned earlier, the actions that we take from love create the results that we want in our lives better than the actions we take from any other feeling. So if we create actions from fear, the results that we create from fear are not as good as or desirable perhaps as the results that we would have created from a feeling of love. Because love always feels the best. It is empowering. Love uh, pushes us forward. It leads us to freedom. Other things like fear or judgment hold us down and lead us to feeling trapped. And when we feel trapped or we feel held down, we don't create the things that we want in our lives. We do things like self-medicate or hurt others. Another reason why it's so important is because true love for others can only exist if we feel true love for ourselves. I'm going to say that again, because there are some people in the back who think, I can truly love others even though I don't love myself, but it's actually not true. And I want to show you why. Are you judgmental sometimes of other people? Do you feel like you criticize others ever? even though you don't necessarily want to. The reason why you do that is because you judge yourself. So when we judge others, it is because we are judging ourselves and vice versa. So when you're judging yourself, you get so good at judging others. So how we feel about ourselves is a mirror. And what we feel about ourselves always shows up in our results and in our interactions with others. So let's say, for example, that you have a, a big fear about what others think about you right? We just kind of assume that others are judging us because we're secretly judging ourselves. Now on the flip side, when we love ourselves, there's actually no room 
for fear of others' judgment. When we understand that we have infinite value simply because we exist, then that's how we feel about other people. And even if other people are judging us, even if they're actively criticizing us, we understand that we are lovable no matter what's wrong with us. We understand that we're not perfect and that we can still love ourselves even though other people are judging us or even though they have a reason to judge us. Maybe they judge us because we have, you know, we don't dress as well as they think we should or maybe we misspeak or or maybe we have typos when we write emails or whatever. Any imperfection that other people would judge us about, we still love ourselves because we understand that our imperfections don't factor into whether or not we are worthy of being loved. And it's so important to have that love for yourself. Okay, let's move on to what does loving yourself in this unconditional way look like? Well, imagine a newborn baby, right? A newborn baby shows up into the world. And especially for your moms out there, you know what I'm talking about because your baby is the most perfect, beautiful thing you have ever witnessed in your entire life, even if they show up slightly imperfect. Okay. That's real because this baby never existed before and now it exists and every tiny perfect little thing about them is so amazing and astonishing that you cannot help but feel genuine love, regard, concern for this little baby. You are motivated by love to feed the baby and and keep him or her comfortable, to, to stop the crying when they're sad, when they need something. I mean, it is Hard to be a mom because the love we feel is just so big for this tiny newborn baby. And so when you look at yourself, guess what? You, once upon a time, were a newborn baby. And think about it. You're still that same person that was born really, really tiny. You're just bigger now, but you still have the most amazing ears, the most amazing craft of your body that didn't exist before. Your personality didn't exist before. Your conglomeration of traits, gifts, looks, decision-making, you know, everything about you that is clumped up into one person that makes you you was there when you were born and it's there with you now. So you deserved to be loved then and you deserve to be loved now simply because you exist. So, When we love ourselves, what does that look like in real action, in real life? It looks like always being forgiving of ourselves. It's being at peace with our decisions, even if you may make a different decision later, right? So maybe if you made a decision and you feel like that was definitely the wrong one, you can feel at peace about yourself because you really love yourself. You know how to forgive yourself and you know that the only way to make better decisions in the future is to forgive yourself. It feels very fulfilling to truly love yourself from a place of infinite worth and unconditional. It looks like appreciating those tiny things about you that you've never allowed yourself to see or appreciate. It's saying things like, wow, I really do have this talent. Or, you know, I love my hair. My hair is really pretty. And it's not just I love my hair because it matches whatever trend is currently acceptable. It's I see my hair in the sunlight. And when I look up close, I see colors refracted. It's like a prism. 
How beautiful is that? What a wondrous display of majesty in nature, and I am part of it. I mean, that's what self-love feels like. It's, It's seeing ourselves as who we are and not just the summation of what we've accomplished and how we comply or don't comply with society's standards, right? A little note about that. I think it's really important for us as humans to feel like we comply with society's standards, like we look like what desirable people look like, we talk like what desirable people talk like, etc., because it comes from this evolutionary need to fit in and belong. Our ancestors needed to belong to the pack, otherwise they would have been ostracized, and ostracization created death for those people. So it is a survival mechanism to want to belong, to want to fit in, and our motivation to do that comes from that part of our brain that just wants to survive. So unfortunately, it doesn't serve us anymore, at least not when it comes to learning how to love ourselves. If we only love ourselves because of how we comply with other people's ideas of what's lovable or because we've accomplished certain things, A, it's not real love, it's conditional, and B, it just doesn't serve us um, to go around life that, that way. We end up judging others. We create results we don't want, et cetera, right? So what else does it look like? It, it's seeing ourselves with curiosity, with playfulness. For example, when we make a mistake, instead of beating ourselves up, we say, huh, I did this weird thing. I wonder why. That's interesting. Or, yeah, sometimes... I make weird jokes and that's totally fine. That's just who I am, right? It's playfulness. If there's a a behavior that you do that you don't want to do, instead of judging yourself hardcore and forcing yourself to change, instead take it back to a neutral place and say, hmm, I'm curious. What, What motivates me to do this? What are my feelings? What are my thoughts? Be a scientist, you know, and scientists are fascinated by things. And when you feel that way, it creates room for self-love that judgment and shame and fear do not create. What else does it look like? It's taking responsibility for our actions all the time. We don't blame ourselves, but we own our choices. I swear to you, taking responsibility for all the action in my life has been life-changing. There really is a big difference between owning your choice, owning your actions, and blaming yourself for your actions, the undesirable things that you don't want to do. When you blame yourself, you are judging, you are creating guilt, shame, and fear. And that blame does not motivate you to be better. But when you take responsibility for your action, you own the choice you made and the reasons you made that choice from a neutral space. For example, instead of saying, I shouldn't have maxed out my credit card. I'm a horrible person. I can't figure this out. It's all my fault. You say, I spent money I didn't have because I was operating under a belief that I'll never have enough. I know that now. And I'm going to work to believe something different so that I can make a better spending choices in the future. Doesn't that feel so much better? In taking responsibility, you are aware of why you acted and you trust yourself that you will do what it takes to do better next time. Loving yourself is powerful. It's reliable. It's the best kind of protection for yourself out there. And what do I mean by protection? I mean, when you truly feel love for yourself and you trust yourself 
and you don't judge or blame yourself, then other people who seek to hurt you emotionally cannot hurt you. You cannot be offended. You cannot feel hurt even though someone is trying to hurt you, even though someone calls you a name or someone says something about you or points out a flaw that you have that doesn't hurt you because you know yourself, you love yourself and you understand that sometimes you make mistakes and that's okay. Just like children, little babies make mistakes all the time, but we don't blame them. We just pick them back up and teach them something new. And that's what we can do for ourselves. It's amazing. You guys amazing y'all. Okay. This is what self love does not look like. I think a lot of people get this confused. So I want to make it very clear. Self-love does not look like narcissism. What is narcissism? Narcissism is self-obsession. Narcissism is fear-based. It is emptiness-based. When you are a narcissist, you are constantly looking for people to validate you. You don't love yourself. You don't trust yourself, but you are constantly acting in a way that pretends like you love yourself, that pretends to love others so that you can feel a certain way about yourself. It's, it's so backwards. It's kind of weird to understand, but trust me, narcissism is not real love. If you encounter a narcissist who's very proud of themselves, who thinks that they are flawless and cannot be vulnerable, right? They always look perfect all the time. And I'm not saying that looking perfect is a bad thing. No, like if you want to look good, great. Do your hair, do your makeup, wear nice clothes. It's fine. But if you're a person who cannot leave the house without making sure you are absolutely perfect, then I would submit that you're probably not coming from a place of self-love. Okay. That is narcissism. That is empty and fear based action. You don't feel good about yourself unless you have makeup on. You don't feel good about yourself unless you're absolutely perfect at everything you do. That's not, that's not real love. I'm sorry. It just isn't. What else doesn't it look like? It doesn't look like self-medicating or numbing your feelings, right? Sometimes we rationalize that eating this giant piece of cake is totally self-love because it isn't. Eat the piece of cake. It's fine. I'm not saying eating cake is bad, But if you have a goal to not eat sugar and then the cake is in front of you and you say, well, I love myself, so I'm going to eat this piece of cake. That's not self-love. That is not being honest with ourselves. That is just us managing the discomfort of trying to reach a goal that we have. And then later on, we feel a ton of guilt and shame about eating the piece of cake because we didn't honor the goal that we set for ourselves earlier. So it's not the cake that's bad. It's the choice that we made based on something that did not come from self-love. So feeling better at the expense of what's best for you in the long run isn't a form of self-love. Discipline, on the other hand, is a form of self-love. Wanting what's best for us in the long run does come from a place of real love. It's like parenting. You know, when we're dealing with our kids and they want this and that, we don't give in to all of our kids' demands all the time so that they can feel better. We give them what they want sometimes, But we always have in mind what's best for them in the long run. And sometimes that means saying no. 
because we understand that if we keep giving them everything they want, their lives will be so much harder in the future. And yes, they're going to put up a fight. Yes, they're going to throw a tantrum, right? But we deal with it because we know that they will be better people in the long run. And that's how we can treat ourselves. What else does self-love not look like? It doesn't look like self-obsession. It doesn't look like overconfidence. It doesn't look like selfishness. It does not look like pride. Those things come from a place of emptiness every single time. When we love ourselves truly and unconditionally, we are not empty. We fill our own cups. And let me tell you something. It is your responsibility to fill your own cup every single time. It's not your husband's responsibility. It's not your child's responsibility. It's not your mom and dad's responsibility. Even if they failed at that, it's still your job to fill your own cup, to feel love for yourself so that you can show up in the way that you want to show up. Don't wait for someone or something to happen to decide to love yourself today. Why why don't we love ourselves? Why did that happen? What is going on? Well, there's lots of different reasons, right? Maybe we were raised by imperfect people who also didn't love themselves. It's sort of a generational curse, right? Your parents didn't love themselves, and so that's how they treated you because they couldn't help it because when you don't love yourself, you can't treat other people with real love. It's just not reality. And they learned it from their parents. They probably learned it from their parents. Who knows? Sometimes we learn to stop loving ourselves because it feels safe. It feels like, well, if I self-deprecate, then no one else can do it, right? We, we try to protect ourselves. And ironically, you know, this form of self-protection doesn't actually protect us. It does cause us hurt. Sometimes being really mad at ourselves, beating ourselves up, we think it's useful but it's really just a thought loop error that's designed to prevent unwanted behavior. So being mad at ourselves and beating ourselves up is a tool that we've used to prevent unwanted behavior, right? If we beat ourselves up for something we've said or done that we wish we hadn't done, we believe in our minds that that action of beating ourselves up will create a different result next time. We believe That if we beat ourselves up, we'll stop doing the thing that we don't want to do. But that's simply not true. It actually tends to serve to create the things that we don't want to do. Being mad at ourselves, we think it's useful, but it's just a thought loop error and it's unnecessary and we can drop it today. We really can. Sometimes we don't love ourselves because we are trained to see others in terms of how they perform rather than who they are. So we can't help but see ourselves that way. It seems counterintuitive sometimes. You know, discipline, it doesn't feel loving, especially when we are forcing ourselves to comply out of fear. So we can't help but apply it to ourselves. When we look at others and we have been trained to see them in terms of their accomplishments, how they look, how they act, then immediately that's the mirror that is in place to see ourselves. So that's how we see ourselves. Oh, if I look a certain way, I can love myself. If I act a certain way, I can love myself. If I don't do those things, then I'm not allowed to love myself. That's just, we didn't know any better. And I think, honestly, maybe we just never knew that it was an option. That's why we don't love ourselves. We just didn't know that we could. We didn't know that we were allowed to. But that changes today, folks. It changes today, right here, right now. So today I'm going to teach you how to develop a daily practice of self-love starting right this instant. So I want you to think about something that you love. could be a person, right? Now think about why you love that person. Why? Why do you love that person? Is it because 
that person does something for you? Is it because you get to feel a certain way when they're around? Or maybe is it because they simply exist and you get to witness the majesty of the creation of that person? So if you're feeling kind of the former, I've got some bad news. (laughs) You don't actually love that person. You love that person for giving something to you. When that person stops giving you that thing, you cease to have love for that person. True love lasts. It's unconditional. It is based on the fact that they are lovable because they exist. Their lovability exists outside of what they do or what they give you, okay? Let's apply that to loving yourself. Think about why you would love yourself. Why would you love yourself? Is it because you have blue eyes? Is it because you achieved a law degree, right? That's not true love. Is it because you have great hair and your body is perfect? Sorry, it's not love when you let yourself feel love for yourself because you have those traits. So step one, you need to understand that your value, your lovability exists outside of anything that you say, do, accomplish, or fail to accomplish. You simply exist. You are real. You are alive. And as a result, you qualify for all the love that exists in the universe. All of it. Step two, understand that anything outside of that definition, outside of step one, is based on fear. Fear that loving yourself might lead to you letting go and not accomplish anything. Fear that others around you might think you're stuck up. Fear that you don't deserve it because of something you did or something someone said about you. Maybe you lived your whole life not knowing how to love yourself, but that ends today. This pattern can change in an instant and that pattern can continue as a practice every single day. Step three, forgive yourself. Forgive those around you that hurt you. The truth about this is that we never actually hurt other people and other people never really hurt us. We hurt ourselves because of the way we think about what other people do. We hurt ourselves because of what we make it mean about others' actions. I know this sounds crazy. You can take it or leave it, But to me, this idea gives me all the power back. I can choose at any time to feel hurt or not. I can work on developing the belief and the love in myself so strongly that others simply cannot hurt me. I can't be offended. And that what others do is always about them and not about me. No matter what they say, no matter what they do, it's about them, not me. I never cause people to act a certain way ever. They make choices based on how they perceive the world, not on any of my actions, but how they perceive my actions. Okay. I will have a whole nother podcast on this very topic, but just for now, this is where we're going to leave it. Okay. Forgive yourself and those around you. That's step three. Step four, intentionally think loving thoughts about yourself. Our brains operate on a default mode of thinking, especially if you're struggling with feeling love for yourself. There is a default thought pattern happening inside of your brain that is causing you to feel lack of self-love. And so in order to change that, after you understand that your value is infinite, regardless of what you say or do, and that anything outside of this is based on fear, and when you decide to forgive yourself and those around you, step four is to intentionally think new thoughts 
that create the feeling of love for yourself. Here are some examples. I love and accept myself exactly who I am at this moment. I am exactly who I need to be in this moment. I am enough. I've always been enough and I will always be enough. I've got my back no matter what. I take care of me always. I trust myself. I trust myself that I will do exactly what I need to do in every moment and that when I make a mistake, it will always be something I learn and grow from. I cheer myself on along the way. I am my biggest cheerleader. I am here for me. So these are just a few examples, but can't you just feel that? That is powerful. It's in your hands. The power to love yourself is in your hands. Okay. So step five, feel the emotions that come from these thoughts in your body, name them, try to stay in them on a regular basis. So you just heard me read out a bunch of powerful thoughts that create self-love. So step five is to feel the emotion that come from these thoughts. Feel that emotion in your body. What does it feel like? What color is it? What name does it have? Is it love? Is it self-regard? Is it peace? Is it kindness? Whatever it is in your body, name it and recognize it so that you can work towards staying in that feeling, creating that feeling over and over again in your body on a regular basis. This feeling, staying in this feeling because of the thoughts that you intentionally choose to think about yourself creates loving actions toward yourself. That feeling produces loving actions. The feeling of blame, shame, and guilt produce other actions that create the results you don't want in your life. So create love for yourself and then create and those actions that come from that, you are compelled to do loving actions. So what this looks like is when you always come from a place of self-love, you're a better mom. You're a better husband or wife. You're a better partner, a better employee. You're a better friend. You're a better everything. Your life opens up to the possibilities. You're not afraid of failure. You're not afraid of others. You can really love others no matter what they say or do. So in closing, my final thought is whether we realize it or not, we create self-love or we create lack of self-love. It's all in our hands. We create it or we create lack of it. When we wait for our body to be the perfect size or our bank account to have the perfect number or our boss to give us the perfect promotion or the perfect partner to come along or the group of friends we've always wanted to come along before we can love ourselves, in that moment, we are exercising the power we always have to give ourselves permissions to love ourselves. When we wait for someone to say that we're beautiful, smart, or any other trait that we think makes us lovable, then we give ourselves permission to love ourselves. But guess what? You can just skip all of that and decide to love yourself now as you are. You can give yourself permission now because you know that's true because you can give yourself permission when you look a certain way. You can give yourself permission when you get the person in your life that you want. You can give yourself permission when those conditions are being met to love yourself, which means you can give yourself permission now. It's all in your hands. It's always you. 
Self-love is about realizing that you don't need permission to love yourself ever. You give or withhold love from yourself daily, intentionally or unintentionally. So today I want you to intentionally decide. Yeah, I love myself. This is a practice. You can practice it every day. Okay. Good luck this week following those five steps and intentionally creating thoughts that will create the feeling of self-love in your body, staying in that feeling so that all your actions can come from a feeling of self-love. You've got this. Good luck and we'll talk next week. Bye. If you've heard something today that resonated with you and you want to dive deeper, go to bythewaycoaching.com where you can subscribe to my mailing list, connect with me on social media, and find out more about how to work with me. Let's get you back to you.